Hi, this is Christina Dam, and this is Liberate the Podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another one of our amazing episodes of Liberate the Podcast. So today, we're bringing the behind the camera in front of the camera. <laughs> Uh, our very own Rebecca. I can't believe that this is the first time that yeah. I get to interview you on the podcast. Now, Rebecca has been a part of the Liberate family for the last few years, three years now, right? About and, that long, yeah. And she is an incredible healer, astrologer, um, intuit... I'll do a blooper there, but... Uh, she has a strong intuition, amazing heart, and today we're really diving into the law of grace and transforming and transmuting and healing and, you know, a whole bunch of amazing, wonderful things. Bada boom, bada bing. Bada boom, bada bing. So, Thanks, Re Christina. So, Rebecca, it's my honor. I can't believe it's been this long and you have not <laughs> been in this chair because... Well, we did a deep cuts, but it's we, not the same. Yeah, we did yeah. a deep cuts, but this is, you know, I think a long time ago you interviewed me, too, mm -hmm. back in Emporium days. Okay. Right. So, yeah, I did interview you quite but, a while ago, like but, a few years back. Yeah, yeah. But Rebecca, this is all about you today. A lot has changed since then too, because this place didn't exist, Liberate Hollywood, and yeah. yeah. So we've just been like on the journey of building this um, for the last couple of years, and so anyway, it's an honor. It's, great. it's an honor to have you, and you know, I want people to know a little bit about you. You know, I know cool. Everyday Seeker is is your brand, and that's what you know what you kind of go by and have your own podcast as well. Uh, but let people know a little bit of who you are and sure. in the healing metaphysical realm. Yeah, it's a mixed bag. Um, my podcast has been uh, in hibernation for a few years, I guess. And I, you know, when I moved to LA like three and a half years ago, um, I didn't really see things unfolding the way they have. All of this was like, um, you know, Reiki, spirituality, readings, astrology, tarot, all of the things that I now do with clients were like not a career for me before, but like a side passion. And so I would talk on my podcast to other experts about those things. And, and now, um, that, now you're the expert. Now, <laughs> now things are, have changed really organically over the last few years through like a total divine detour. Um, used to be a professional musician. Still, I guess technically I am that, but um, there's just a lot of things going on that have shifted and changed. So um, what I wanted to, I guess, talk about today um, that I work with my clients the most with and that I'm most passionate about right now are these two um, sort of opposing but tandem concepts in you know, the new age movement. And it's not even really the new age movement. Like these are old, old ideas, but most people know of the law of vibration as the law of attraction, right? Yeah. So law of attraction, we've actually never done an episode on that, which is sort of also really funny because we've like wow. really, at this point, there's like 75 episodes of Liberate the Podcast out. And, and I'm sure it's been talked about like through all these episodes. No, I mean, I don't think that, like, like, I mean, I'm sitting here, I'm in the host of it. I don't think we've actually talked about what you think about you bring about you know right or what you are or, what yeah. you are is is uh yeah so I want to talk about that and I refer to that as the law of vibration um it just has a little bit less attached to it I guess these days than the idea of the law of attraction which is so coupled with the secret and um I think I really 
like that's my working theory of things at this point in time. And I also think that it goes a little bit beyond that. I do believe that miracles are natural and possible at every point in time, um, that all kinds of crappy things are transmutable. Um, the universe is like a great mystery to me. And one of the things that has come up so strongly this past week, even because the astrology transits right now are really intense for a lot of people. And so I'm teaching about the law of vibration and talking to my clients about what they can do to take responsibility for their own healing, how they can shift their own energy and also how to lean on the force, Mm. which is a great mystery. But I have had these amazing experiences in my past um, that have really given me like a beautiful external validation of the existence of the force, some sort of higher mind, divine intelligence. I like the word God. It feels very parental to me, so I enjoy that. But uh-huh. it's the same thing as higher self, the universe, force, like all of that kind of thing. It's, it's all being, the same supreme whatever. being. You know, it's really, it's inside of you. It's outside of you. It is the all that is. Um, And I really believe that you can ask for help and you can receive help. And we actually talked about this a little bit in the Deep Cuts episode that we did. So on the one hand, you want to show up and take responsibility for your own healing, your own vibration, and you want to do everything you can do. And then on the other hand, you don't have to do it all by yourself. Mm. And A Course in Miracles has this beautiful saying, um, the presence of fear is a sure sign that you're relying on your own strength. And so there's just so much more going on. And I feel so sure of it because I've experienced things like miraculous things in my life. Um, The timing of it is another piece because sometimes we can be in a really dark place and you might not get that external validation or that sign when you think you should be getting it. Which yeah. is, or like you might not be aware of it happening right? because you're in a dark place that you're not, you know, you see what you believe, so you're not even there seeing it. There is that it. side of the coin, but I still think if you really like, <laughs> I mean, for me, that could have been happening for a long time, but I did at one point just get like this amazing sign out of the blue, and I'll share that in just a moment. And I think that my point being that you don't have to be a vibrational match to grace in order to receive grace. A lot of the Mm. time, if you think, and this is um, something that is just such a powerful concept and teaching for me. If I think about all the dark places that I've been in my life, and there have been like some really dark times um, in my past that I couldn't figure out. I mean, the more I tried to get out of them and the more I struggled, like the worse it was. I mean, anybody that's ever had a panic attack will tell you, you know. Yeah, it's that's how it works, right? Um, What you resist persists. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, I know that it wasn't I mean, I did work my my ass off to, you know, I did cognitive behavioral therapy and I spent many years and I have gotten out of those dark places. But I do think that grace was a huge piece of it. There have been lovely and beautiful things that have happened to me in my life that I can't explain. I mean, I know I wasn't a vibrational match to that. I was like just down in the gutter and still somebody would come out of the woodworks to help or something beautiful would happen. And so I really do believe that you can receive help, that good things happen sometimes out of the blue, despite like 
you know, a super long stretch of just garbage and crap. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if you ever even check out um, on Instagram, Humans of New York is like, there's some of the most amazing stories of people's lives. Like, they're very sad, but like these amazing miracles happen to people. And yeah, everyone should check that out. That's like the best thing on the Internet. But, well, your um, current state isn't your soul state, right? Your current vibration sure. is not your soul vibration. So just because you have a vibrational like maybe downward spiral that you might be in Mm. the energy of your soul is always at a certain vibration and that could be at the match that's very interesting yeah so I would also say I don't I don't proclaim to have all the answers either and I don't there's such an element of mystery about the divine to me to me I just yeah it could be bad it could be but I mean like think of it like this way like if you're you know, if you're going through a bad time, but you're a good person, right? Your mm-hmm. energy is a higher vibration. You're, mm. you know, you're a good vibrational being. Mm. But the circumstances are lower vibrational circumstances, mm-hmm. but the circumstances are not the individual. Uh-huh. You know? That's a really good way to think of it. I like that a lot. And so- I really haven't. That's good. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you know? hey, hey. Sometimes I hit, I hit a home run. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I want to get back to the where you were saying that there's these this experience that happened magically out of your life too. You were tapping into. Right. It. So I want to hear about some of these times that you're sharing mm-hmm. and that you've had these amazing, say, grace in yeah. and attraction and help and assistance and miracles. Yeah. You know? And I want to acknowledge the fact, again, that I asked, because I have a lot of clients and know a lot of people that they're like, well, I asked for a sign and I didn't get it. or And I'm like, well, I didn't get mine at the timing I would have liked to get it either. I would have liked to have it much sooner. I went through probably 15 years of up and down with the, you know, existential crisis, um, which you know, I could be good for a long periods of time, but for me, it would manifest really as just like, oh my God, what even is this? And it was scary. Like I would have panic attacks and and things like that. Um, but ultimately, you know, you can go through, you move through layers of things. And, um, I was living in New York city in 2015 and, uh, I just, I, I kind of opened up Pandora's box of an old wound and okay. I got really triggered. I found an old journal and I, I don't know. Now I'm just like, throw it out. Oh my God, like move on. It's old energy. You don't need to keep this stuff. But I was reading it and it just, it, it opened up like something really old for me that was really terrifying. And I just went to a place that was like, I was like, I thought I moved through this. I thought I was over this. And for like a few months, I was sort of back into a really dark place, even though I thought I had been recovered and and doing better for years. And uh, it was dark. I mean, I remember just being like, you know, I had, I had I would like to believe in God, like all of those things. I had, I certainly was already on the spiritual path, but I had certain issues. Like I'm a rational person. Like I came to my belief in God rationally. It needed to make sense. Like it really needed to make sense to me. So I was like, just, I'm sure there's a lot of people that can relate. Yeah. I was like, I couldn't just blindly believe. Um, and so I kind of threw myself, I was like, ah, like need to know that you're there like I can handle even not understanding life like I can handle the mystery if I know for certain that there's something 
that's organizing it and that it's all just handled like that it, there's some sort of sense to all of it um and goodness to all of it so I was like I just need that I need that I need that and I really was like demanding like I don't know how I'm going to keep doing this I need you to show up like really um and it didn't happen right away but mm -hmm. I would say maybe like a month I'm guessing a month or six weeks after sort of those repeated prayers and like super anger towards God. I mean, like, like what were the prayers? You. Oh, oh, I was just like, I, I mean, it was dark. Like, I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna keep doing this in this meat suit. Like, like, I mean, I was didn't have any plans to to do anything bad to myself, but I mean, it was like, it was on that level of like, I something needs to change, or I'm gonna change. I was <laughs> like, I need to, like, I need to know that this is gonna be okay. I need to know there's a reason. I need to know this isn't like cosmic chaos. Like. The suffering was so deep on some other personal level that, you know, I was like, I can endure this if I know there's a reason or if I know there's a, but I need, I need to, I really needed to know, like yeah. beyond a shadow of a doubt, I needed to know there was no faith for me without some sort of, uh, you know, God showing up in some way that was like irrefutable to me. So I was just like, I need help. Like, you know, sh show yourself. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I was, you know, driving home from a gig late one night because, uh, and I, you know, I was in a, a wedding band for many years and it was a wonderful experience for many years, but also I think the I was- The wedding singer that was ready to, <laughs> ready to, uh, like, move on to something new in my life. And uh, it was really late. Like, I, I spent many years driving back and forth between, like, Boston and New York. Mm -hmm. And I was just driving. I was, like, somewhere in Connecticut or something. It's, like, 4 a.m., whatever. And my phone goes, and I looked at my phone, and I wish I still had this, probably like somewhere on my Instagram from way back. And it was a text message from a random number. And it said something to the extent, it said everything I needed to hear, and it was like, you don't know me and I don't know you, but don't worry, I'm not a stalker, but you just never know when someone's having a really hard time. And... I just want you to know that you're more beautiful than you could ever imagine and that God has a plan for you. So never give up because you're much stronger than you think. And like, cause I had been like, I mean, like, I was just like, are you kidding me right now? Like, yeah. I mean, it was literally all of the things from like this random, and I looked up the area code. It was like a Connecticut area code. And I even asked some of my close friends, I'm like, did you stage like a divine text message from like Miranda? And like, they're like, what are you talking about? Like, um, so I mean, I just like started crying and I was like, okay, that's good enough for me. Like yeah. that was probably some high school student in Connecticut that, you know, wanted to send a nice message to someone. But to me, that is God. Like God is the all that is. And it, just, it can work through any person, place or thing or situation or circumstance at any mm -hmm. time. And, and um, for me, the, the chances statistically that that would A, happen and B, like that person would like pick my phone number and say like exactly all of the things that I needed to. I mean, it's just like, come on, right? Yeah. And so for me, it's also funny because who knows why the timing. So I do have to acknowledge that because I had been in a pretty dark place for like a little while at that time. So I don't know why that one particular night. Yeah. And that's that's part of the mystery that remains. And I tell my clients, I'm like, ask for help. Ask for a big sign. I know you're going to get it. I don't know when you're going to get it. I hope it's soon so you can find some inner peace. 
Yeah. You know, but um, so, you know, I spend a lot of time now doing certain meditations and teaching meditations that are more like quantum shifting and law of vibration things. But I'm also like, when you come up against a piece of your life or a piece of yourself that seems immovable, seems like such a curse or a blockage or just something that you just, you've done all the things and you can't. And like the more that you try and then you just get more and more mad because you can't fix it. It's like, that's when you go to like the next level and you, yeah, you know, you have to, um, you have to ask for help, but I really do. Have you ever had like anything like that happen where you've gotten a big sign? I'm curious. I'm sure that not like that, <laughs> of like this mysterious text message out of the blue, yeah. but you know, there's, there's been, there's been signs or, or, um, where I've met somebody and they, they say that they've been, you know, sent or looking for me and hmm. things like that. Like, I mean, I think if you go back to the episode with Beatrice, she'll talk about how she's seen visions of me and she had to yeah. try to find me instead of in and you know it was a sign that there's something bigger than you know whatever I'm doing that I'm supposed to do for whatever for the planet who knows you know like and so it makes me feel like there's been times like that where I've gotten these divine messages from individuals that let me know that there's there's a reason greater than my personal life that I need to keep on going for right yeah and and that to me helps me know that all of this chaos and all of sometimes personal pain and, you know, stuff is like, okay, you know, there, there's something for whatever that's supposed to happen that these random people come and, you know, share something, you know? Yeah. So I've had those types of signs, you know? Yeah. And it's uh, different for each person because yeah. what you need might not be the same thing as what I need. Yeah. And the force, I love, I love like talking in Jedi lingo about it. Like the force knows, you know, it knew that I'm like a stubborn bitch and like I needed, you know, well, forgive I my mean, French. That, I needed like something really concrete and like, you know. Yeah, but um, I mean, that, that's, that's you amazing. Know. I mean, yeah. What are the statistical chances? Yeah, I mean, that's like, like, that's like winning the lottery, right? You I know, get other like, things like that now, like sort of on, I mean, that's definitely the biggest one I've ever gotten. But like ever since then, I was just like, all right. It's great. Everything's good. Like, I was like, I totally was able to let, I was like, I can handle anything now yeah. knowing that there is something, something beyond ta- you. like beyond me that it all somehow there's something good beyond me and that I'm just a part of it. And I'm held in the lap of that. Even if it's a mystery, even if I have to like, you yeah. know, go through some, some dark stuff or whatever, I can, I can take it. And so I've never been the same since that night. And now I feel like I'm maybe more vibrational match to receiving things because I do get other like weirdly concrete, like external validation. Like I get it all the time. It's not like I hear voices of guides or anything. Like people show up with like physical items. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, I said the same kind of prayer to mother Mary, you know? Yeah. For some meditation, and I'm not like one of those healers that's able to connect with guides and hear voices and have like conversations with like entities or ascended masters or anything. But I was like, felt a presence, and I was like, I need a really concrete sign, like a really concrete sign, not like angel numbers on a license plate, but like something big and. <laughs> not angel numbers at all. I see, like, you know, you see them a yeah. lot, right? So it's like, it needed to be, like, pume, you know, something really big. And that's when I met Johnny, who was also on this podcast forever ago, who has the spiritual haircuts oh, yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I, the first time I met him, the night before I had said this prayer to my, I was like, if you're really real, like I, like, I would love for you to show up, but like, I really need like an irrefutable concrete, like muggle sign, you know? And the next day he walked into Emporium and he just, he met me for the first time and he just looked at me and the first words out of his mouth were, oh my God, Mother Mary is all over you. And I was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> I was just like, that's good enough for me. Like, what more do you want? Right. Um, so like these crazy, you know, I was praying to her like last month, I was in the hospital getting some tests and I was just feeling like vulnerable and I was praying to the Blessed Mother and like a couple hours later, Paul who works here at the shop showed up with like a blessed Mary, uh, blessed mother medallion that he'd gotten as a gift for me that day at a thrift <laughs> shop. And he's like, here, I got this for you. Like, yeah. you know, like, I'm just like this, it's almost like hilariously endless now, the examples that I can cite, but I will tell you for like the first 15 years, I didn't get, I didn't get like anything really. Like I had other grace show up to me in the form of like kind people or like, yeah. you know, like, you know, just getting by by the seat of my pants or whatever. But now I get like these amazing, cool. To me, I mean, maybe to somebody else they wouldn't be. Um, that wouldn't be enough. But I'm like, that's enough for me. Yeah. Like I'm good. So uh, I just want that for all my clients. Like I want everybody to have that experience of that having that strong of faith to know that they are held in the palm of something greater. Yeah. Um, and they're a piece of it because like once you have that inner peace, it can never be taken from you. And when you don't have it, it's so much harder. Well, yeah, because then you lose something called hope. Or you're just in fear all the time. Yeah, because, well, you're I mean, in and, the fear and you can still a, have fear. Fear is absence but, of, you know, hope and trust, yeah. right? You know, if you trust, then you you know that everything, you know, yeah. uh, it's like saying like you, you you can't take that hope from somebody. The day that you take that hope, then you yeah. take away somebody's will, right? Because if they if they believe or they hope or they can, like, dream that something will get better and have yeah. that, you know, intention out there, they can keep on going. Yeah. Right? But if they don't, yeah, they start to feel defeated. Yeah, it's funny because there's like two sides sides of that coin too. So like that would generally be believing in goodness and love and and like that things can improve and I'm I'm all for that. Sometimes there's like a certain something we're really attached to that we want to happen in a certain way, you know? Like I want this relationship with this person or I want this job or I want like it has to be x y or z and you just, you know, for whatever reason, like life is like, eh, 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 right? Um, but that gets to be attachment, right? You know, exactly. when you're attached to a specific instead of a general, mm -hmm. you can have a job that's super fulfilling. You can have a relationship that is loving and amazing. But if you attach that, it has to be this person or it has to be this, this career or this job. Well, you might not know what's best for you. And yeah. you, and you might... Mm -hmm. There might be something greater if you're so attached to this. I need this stage, you know, and and yet, you know, maybe there's if I can't have this, it got sold out. But then there's like this lavender bundle <laughs> that, that's waiting for me, right? right? Yeah. You know, but I mean, yeah. you don't know what you don't know. And like and I think anybody that has had a few relationships in their mm -hmm. life or a few jobs in their life can see how when one ends, a new one begins and the new one offers something different. And sometimes it can be worse and sometimes it can be better. 
you know? But it's different, and the more that those differences go, and sometimes it can be so amazing that they don't even realize that that's what they were looking for. Exactly. Like, um, even, you know, uh, having, like, these crazy sinus issues that have kind of benched me as a singer the last few years has been, like, the greatest blessing. Like, I can't even begin to tell you. You know, and before, like, being a singer was my whole identity. It was like, you know, I was, I was good. I was all right. I was pretty good. But, like, I was, you know, I can't do any of that anymore. And I wasn't, like, the best, you know, I'm not being like, I was the best singer. Like, so many people better than me. But I was good, We might you know? have some clips of her when she did it, <laughs> singing even here at Liberate Hollywood not too long ago. She still can sing, like, but amazing. it's funny because, like, that whole path for me as much as the like singing was like deeply joyful for me, I mean, now you just go somewhere else when I'm doing it. Um, and anybody that's involved in music really will tell you that, or like anything you're passionate about, probably really. Um, so there was that element that was really pure for me, but like my path as an artist was like just stressful and disappointing and a struggle, and that was like all of my my own spiritual work that needed to happen around that. So. Um, I was forced to find out who I was without this voice. And it was like the only thing about myself that I felt good about before. And I'm like this whole other person. I'm like, oh, there's like all this other parts of me, you know, and now I can come to music as such a more like from a more pure place and connect and use it in, in service and healing and just for joy. I don't have like all this ego attachment. So losing my voice or my ability to do this thing that, that I really loved and still love was like one of the greatest blessings. So yeah, there's always so much happening that we can't see or understand. And um, I don't mean to like lessen anyone's pain. I mean, when you're going through something really dark and like grief and loss and just horrible challenges, horrible pain, like I'm not like, oh, everything's rosy. Like I am a little bit of a shameless optimist, but I, I honor and recognize how hard that is for people. Um, and that's when you need to like lean on this great mystery, the force, like even more so. And that's where I'm like, beg for a sign. That's what I did. I mean, yeah. I was like curled up at my altar crying. Yeah. Like, it, and it's, it's hearing it's hearing the words that you're sharing about, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, I think that it's not it's not about lessening somebody's pain. It's about giving them that encouragement that maybe this could be one of the better things that are happening for them, not to them. Right. Yeah. And. and in that once the pain starts to clear and the awareness of what maybe is present or what opportunities the present has, one can maybe possibly start to change the perception and see it as a gift. Yeah, I feel like it's really tough to do when you're in it. Oh, but of eventually course. it of always course. but eventually it always sort of does happen. I mean, in astrology, that's like Pluto's job. Right? It like takes everything, it destroys that one place that you like project your power into like I need this thing, this person, this like any take anything but this, right? There's like yeah. something that you'll cling to and then sure enough you'll wind up like that'll be just transmuted or pulverized and you have to like figure out who you are and what everything is without that and it's the most painful thing you can ever go through and also the most empowering because you're not projecting your power into this like false place anymore you have to it's literally hilarious it's like you know the wizard of oz or like every archetypal story it's like the power was within you all along my dear you know (laughs) like but it's like they have to take that 
you know, thing sometimes away in order for you to discover that. So And to realize the importance yeah. of it. It's like, yeah. you know, you don't know what you have until it's gone type of scenario, right? But if life is this duality of lessons and growth, you know, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's the grace piece of it, which we really just, that's like the meat of the sandwich, I guess, for me these days. Um, And I just wish for everybody to have an experience where they feel seen her and heard by the force and held, even if they don't understand exactly what's going on and even if it's not a walk in the park at this point in time. And so just ask for that and trust that it is coming. And even if you can't trust, just continue to ask. Um, eventually that will pop, even if, you know, hopefully you won't have to wait so long for whatever it you know, it'll come in whatever form you need. Um, and I, I pray for you and hope that you get that sooner than later. Um, but, yeah. you know, that's the mystery of divine timing is sometimes, you know, that's like the hardest piece. Yeah. Sometimes I think it's just like waiting and, and not un- and not understanding. But um, in terms of the flip side of that coin, which is like the law of vibration. Yeah, let's um, hear a little bit about that, too. Yeah, so that's like the idea that, um, or the law of attraction, right, which is more commonly known as in this day and age. Um, Teal Swan put it so perfectly. She's another spiritual teacher. If you don't know her, you can look her up. Um, She's controversial, but I love her. And she calls it the law of mirroring. So it's whatever you're being or how whatever you're feeling is being uh, mirrored back to you by your external life. I like so, subscribe to that fully. I mean, you're a hypnotherapist, so everything you know about the subconscious mind, like there's a lot that's in the subconscious that we're feeling that we don't even realize, right? Well, even so. like I mean, let's just take the simplicity of like mm-hmm. you wake up and you're having a bad day and bad things happen. You wake up having a good day and good things happen. I mean, the other day I was at wonderful Home Depot and I was getting mad at my my friend was with me and he was taking forever being a little poker and I was like, and I love him. He's like my 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 straight husband if I was straight and uh, and I was like come on you know and 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 I was getting frustrated and irritated and then I ended up going out to the car and he finally comes out you know and uh and then we pull up and we're in the loading zone for two seconds you know and we get this Uh. you know unjust parking ticket but of course my vibration was so low and negative that i manifested this like parking Mm. ticket situation to happen and then it became this everybody's getting a yelling match with the parking people i mean it was just ridiculous you know and then i had to reset myself because otherwise my day would have continued but i was like it was because i got angry at curtis at home depot i got a parking (laughs) ticket you know like and and but it's 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 like there's been days where I've been like, da 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 and in good moods and good spirits. And, you know, I could be parked in the red and never get a parking ticket. Right. I think that happened, like, on, on New Year's, even though it was stressful. We had a New Year's event. I parked my car, was in the red the whole night. Because oh I never had a chance to move it. But I never got a parking ticket. And here I'm in a loading zone for less than five minutes. That's legal. 
and I got a parking ticket. Son but of a gun. But it's the it's the energy, yeah. right? But that's like a that's the silliness of a parking ticket. But how often does that happen, like on a mag like a magnified way for people? Well, people don't see it. So this is the thing that I wanted to talk to you okay. about being a hypnotherapist because when client and I know for me, like one of my big things that I struggled with in my life until recently and it's like you know we still we're not done we're still working on ourselves over here but you know it's just being single for a long time or like having short relationships and not having like a stable partnership right so this is a really common thing that people will come in to liberate you know with this type of pattern that just like repeats they have rejection issues abandonment issues you know self-esteem issues betrayal issues but usually whatever it is that happens um that whatever scenario or scene plays out in their relationships is like, even if it's a little bit different from relationship to relationship, like the feelings that get triggered at the end of the mm-hmm. day are like exactly the same. I'm yeah. like, oh, I felt this, like the same way at the end of, in every relationship, right? So it's like, clearly I'm looking and seeing what, wh- that's a vibration that I'm carrying. That's a trauma I'm carrying. That's a wound I'm carrying. I may or may not be aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I feel like most people kind of aren't unless they start, you know, reading more spiritual literature and getting into this kind of thing. So when people are carrying these vibrations um, subconsciously, like they're not aware of it, I would love to hear what you would say on that. Because there's like that question that everybody always asks, well, when you get cancer, is it your fault? Like stuff like that. I mean, it's just like those are hard questions. And to be honest with you, I don't fully have the answers. Maybe there is some sort of divine plan where you, like maybe there is, maybe there isn't. Maybe it is completely your own subconscious vibration that makes you sick, well, right? It's, it's maybe what, it's not. Like I, I honestly don't know, but. Well, it's when do you, you take think? responsibility for mm-hmm. cause of your life, right? And if you take responsibility for cause in your life, there might be things that are outside of your control that happen, but there's always action states of being within your control that can alleviate, adjust, or transmute, right? Woo! Mic drop! <laughs> okay. You know, and so maybe you can say, mm-hmm. oh, okay, uh, let's, let's hit it big. The sickness, a disease, cancer, per se. Mm-hmm. You... You know, people like, okay, uh, in no way am I saying that, you know, people need to, that cancer is not horrible and that people aren't suffering and everything mm-hmm. along those lines. Absolutely they are. But where in their life have they, at least at some point, not taken care of their health, n- not allowed themselves to look at their emotional state and work on on traumas or anger or rejection or issues in their Mm -hmm. life where have they you know not nurtured their well-being right and then even in all of that even if they're doing everything right right what is that lesson that where are they taking that from there right? right and then there's there's that there's that empowerment and that 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 peace right and you know, I mean, my 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 dad is suffering with uh, with cancer right now, and he was given he should have been gone a long time ago. Like it, and it's he, amazing. And he uh, he 
changed his diet. He started working on himself. He started, you know, reading all these books of natural health. He sh shifted everything. He's healed some of his relationships. He's been having conversations, calling his daughters regular, you know, like, and there's, there's all of these changes. And here's somebody that you know, had a tumor pressing against his heart that was so big that, that they couldn't operate and that they're, and then he ended up having an emergency surgery and then within a couple weeks it grew back bigger and, you know, and then yet he's still there, right? I mean, this is like a shock, right? But it's been like a year basically <laughs> that yeah. they were saying he's going to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and so, but mm -hmm. on that, you know, we can't look at the the idea that there's these other aspects that he chose to be at cause and that choose to be at cause of how can I, you know, do more to empower myself more because I still want to live. Right. Right. And, you know, it, it it's how how can somebody like so to go back to your question about people that are coming in and saying, well, you know, it's not my fault that I got cancer. Like, I don't even see the pattern that I'm dating the same person just with a different head. You know, it's like, it's like at a certain yeah. point, somebody needs to step back and say, in what aspect am I responsible for the circumstances, conditions, and outcomes in my life? And even, right. even if it's not their fault, like they didn't do it on purpose, but in what way are they responsible? Right? Yeah, what, what way can I change things? Because on yeah. some level, they've stepped into it, right? Yeah. And on some level, they either didn't step out of it, right? Yeah, and it, it is hard, like, you know, not to be like, oh, let's just change everything. Like, I'm currently obsessed with Dr. Joe Dispenza, so if none of you guys have heard, anybody that has not heard of him, like, please check him out. He is walking the talk. I mean, he's... He healed his spine with his mind and people with like stage four cancer. I mean, there's so hundreds of documented cases of people just miraculous, like what do they call it? Spontaneous remissions and, and things like that. And one of the things that he talks about is that you have to become greater than your environmental conditions. Mm -hmm. And that's very difficult, but it can be done, but it requires commitment because a lot of the time, like you have your life set up in a certain way and it's so you just have your little programs that are running yeah subconscious programming that's been there since god knows how long and the older you get the the deeper entrenched it becomes and so it does require a lot of um effort a lot of effort and like motivation to decide all right i'm gonna go against the grain and uh, but it can be done and so like you know sometimes doing little things like he'll have retreats or whatever intensives that where you can it's easier if you leave your city or you leave you know you go to like a totally new place to have these changes and it's harder for people when they get back into their because they their have lives. things called the triggers and, and it's reinforced yeah you know these anchors are triggers in your life so that's you know it's Knowing that, because you're going against the current, right? You know, yeah. if every day you walk into the kitchen and the first thing you normally do is X, Y, and Z because you're triggered and you see all of the little things, right? Like, let's mm -hmm. say even if somebody's trying to quit coffee, they walk yeah. in the kitchen and it's like, well, there's the coffee maker, there's the bean crusher, there's the things, you know? And it's like, you walk in mm -hmm. and you start to do your routine, right? Yeah. 
You know, if there's a certain routine that people have when they get home at night, is there a certain routine where, where they pass certain things? But yeah, it's, it's, it's knowing. So how do you shift it? How do you wake up earlier, go to bed uh, earlier or later? How do you mess up your routine slightly if you are staying in your own environment? Otherwise, you're just it, left to your own devices. Most of the things we do every day are unconscious. And you have to really want it, which is why, like, actually, this is, I'm glad we got to this point in the conversation because this is the one thing that's, like, so fantastic about when you're in, like, the worst place ever is because if your life isn't that bad, it's just kind of like, okay, but you're maybe not like living out to your full potential or you're not really on the level that you want to be, but like you're not suffering that badly. You're not uncomfortable enough to make those changes. Most people aren't. And so the best thing about being in a horrible place that you can barely stand, I mean, you cannot stand it. It's like unbearable, your level of suffering. That's when you're going to be like, all right, screw this. Like, what is it going to take? you know, and you're going to be motivated enough to do something about it. And that's when like people do. So for anybody that might be listening to this right now, that's like feeling super overwhelmed and like, you know, um, like things are maybe not like they're maybe really not good right now. That's like great news because, and, and for me too, um, the biggest flip in my script that I had other than get the text from God that I got, the flip um, in my script that I had. The, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember having, when I first started having panic attacks, which was the result of a particular trauma I had when I was 18, like it was a couple of really rugged years. Um, and I needed medication for a minute just to calm my system down. And then I haven't been on medication for like a couple decades. Um, and like, I, that's why I'm like, medication is great for, for people. Sometimes they might need it their whole life and sometimes not. But like, I never talk smack about medication because it can just calm your system long enough for you to get a grip. But I was doing a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy and like, I was suffering so bad. I was exhausted. Like I did not have the energy to th think a positive thought or to change my thinking. But I also didn't have the energy to have another freaking panic attack. And so I had to make a choice. And I, you know, I, I just had to, I had no choice. The suffering was less and I started to shift my thinking and I dug myself out of that. Like within a few months I thought, okay, we'll see if I can come off this, these antidepressants, um, which I didn't have depression, but like they, they're prescribed a lot at that time, probably still are just to calm panic attacks. Yeah. Um, like super classic SSRIs. And I thought, well, we'll see, maybe I'll always need them. And if I do, that's okay. Like that's where I was. Right. And I was like, that's great. Um, but I was able to come off them and I used cognitive behavioral therapy and I, it's the same, like, that's the same thing as like Esther Hicks and like all these people are talking about like changing your thoughts really. Yeah. And it, it's like pushing a house up a hill sometimes, but once you do it, oh my God, the momentum you get, like I couldn't believe, like my whole life turned around so fast. Some of the biggest, craziest, awesomest things that have ever happened to me happened to me in the few months following that transition. Wow. Um, you know, I was a singer, even though I was really young, I was like 18, 19 and I had like a scholarship to Berklee College of Music and like a benefactor who wanted, like helped me pay for my school. Like my family doesn't have the money for that. And I know because I was riding so high, like for having come out of that dark place, like my energy, I was a vibrational match to like a miracle. I mean, that's, that was a miracle. I would have just been like a waitress in Halifax, Nova Scotia and a singer, you know? Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I was in university. I did. I went and studied psychology because I was like so obsessed with my panic attacks that I wanted to know exactly what was wrong with me. <laughs> and I was like afraid I was crazy and all these things. You know, I was like, let me figure all this out. Let me just figure it all out. And then everything will be fine once I understand all of it. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, so, you know, that was like a really, really tough time for me. Like that was the darkest time I'd ever, ever, ever been in in my life. And like, hence these other cycles of it, every few years I would have like a, you know, I was afraid to go back to that place. Yeah. Right. Um, so I would get triggered periodically and it was tough for me because it was an existential crisis. I'm like, is there a God? Is this just all cosmic chaos? Like, what is this? Like, what even is life? <laughs> That's what my, We've all been my, there, right? My dear, sweet, boyfriend Benny's always like, what even is life? He says that and I'm like, bingo, that's exactly it. But coming I from know, that, but it's so weird, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like what even is what this? What do we do? We're sitting here talking on a camera oh so that you guys God. can listen to it at home. So we're chit chatting about theories of everything. I mean I I mean It's so crazy. Well I eat barf, drink barf. Oh woof. And then I saw this great meme the other day that speaks to that. It's like so simple. It's like one we're in space to, oh wait, now I can't remember what it is, but it's like, no one knows what's going on. Three, <laughs> I love you. Like all of existence can be like broken down to that simple. Like one, we're in space. Two, no one knows what's going on. Three, I love you. That's so true. Isn't though. that beautiful? Um, so anyway, nobody really knows what's going on. We're, we're sharing no, with you no our clue. experiences. Take what works for you, leave the rest. These you know? are the working theories of the moment, right? And yeah. that's as good as it's going to get right now. But, you know, I have found peace within myself um, in the great mystery. So I've used all these tools to pull myself out of lower vibrations, to choose consciously different things thoughts which is hard but once you start doing it and you pick up a little momentum and like you have to have that fire under your ass because if yeah. you're not suffering it's a lot harder to make yourself do it but like oh my god amazing things like the next year I was in like living in Boston and like at Berkeley College of Music it was like the happiest I'd ever been in my life <laughs> I was like oh my god I manifested like all this crazy stuff right it was like amazing so um it's really incredibly good news, and I'm, I'm sorry if any of you guys are having a hard time, but um, just like if you devote yourself to the practice of shifting your thoughts, opening yourself to the possibility that things can be different and that um, everything is transmutable. I mean, like everything can shift in and a second. And Rebecca, you help people get there, too, and you do so, you know, here in person, but also, you know, over the phone and Skype sessions yeah, yeah. and well, so... You know, there can be assistance. It's not that anybody needs to do it alone. And so you can hear yeah. the things that we're saying. And if you're you're inspired and there's ways, you know, that's it's we're here to help. Right. You're exactly. Here to help. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I could go on and on all day. There's a million, zillion topics, but maybe, you know, um, that's probably like sufficient for today is just uh, reaching out getting help from friends, getting help from practitioners. Um, if you're in a dark place, that's kind of like the number one thing to do. If you don't, you know, um, reach out to call friends, like don't isolate. And then if you don't have any friends, call me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here. Or sometimes, <laughs> you, here. sometimes, you know, it's good to get things from people that don't know you too. That's very true. That's yeah. very true. Um, yeah. Um, I know that we've been talking for quite some time, but I am curious if you have a particular example of the law of vibration manifesting in your life too. 
I know uh, there must be like a whole bunch actually, but yeah, you know, um, I mean, I, I guess I'll give like the most recent one of the law of, of man, uh, vibration manifesting is, you know, every Friday I do these abundance meditations uh-huh. and prosperity meditations for people, and you know, the the as as the practitioner or the facilitator. Just as you're giving and helping and leading, you are also healing and helping mm. and leading yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I'm working on having everybody do prosperity, manifesting, getting better and better within those levels. And, you know, um, I, uh, I'm, I manifested a huge film fund, <laughs> you know, and so uh, which more money than you know, I could ever know what to do with. I mean, I'll figure out what to do with it. But I'm you sure know. you'll find somewhere to put it. <laughs> you know? But, you know, like, you know, so here I'm having people see that there's unlimited potential in what they can have as far as prosperity and abundance. Yeah. And in that same course of events, I'm manifesting that for, you know, myself and my projects. And so... And working in the subconscious mind, too, because that's yeah, where yeah. Our, most of... That's why it's so hard well, And that's change. what it is, you know, like, you know, it's the so med- meditation is a subconscious, it's a theta state, right? And so yeah. we're reprogramming, and then while I lead, I channel, so I'm kind of off into my little old world, too, you know, with my theta state, and... Boom. Yeah. I would love to do, actually, like, a, a part B to this podcast where we talk about specific techniques to help people with um, shifting the subconscious because we didn't even get to any of that. And it's yeah. like there's so much, many things that um, tools that I use and that she uses to help you shift the subconscious. But this is where you work with the law of vibration. So hypnotherapy, Christina is available for... Do you do distance work, too? I do, but, you know, I, I have to say... You know, as my life is getting busier, I'm not going to be really seeing many clients, know. you know. We have I'm, Jerome here, though, who's excellent. Have, yeah, Jerome and Lonnie. They're and Lonnie, both, they're, they're both, and uh, Parker does hypnotherapy as well. Awesome. So, you know, a few great hypnotherapists and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the energy healers that we have here, they do energy healing. Some of them do theta energy healing, mm-hmm. with it, which is also that transformative and that. transmutative. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, exactly. and sharing and changing and being and shifting your energy so you can shift your unconscious is also super powerful. And having a voice and a back, uh, backdrop to ha- talk about and see that higher perspective with any of the intuitive readings, but... Big time. So um, if you are in L.A., you can come through to Christina's meditation, On fr- which is... When fr- is it? Friday. Friday's at what time? 11. Friday is at 11 a.m., um, and that does help you work with the subconscious uh, programming. And I have a new meditation most Monday nights, except the last Monday night of the month at 7 o'clock, which is back to the future meditation. So it's back very like. The it's very uh, based on Joe Dispenza's techniques, but I throw tons of my own stuff in. And basically, we go into the quantum field and then we visualize future. Um, future possibilities for your life that are desired in the quantum field but um you want to you want to go through um you want to get into a theta brainwave state before you get there um, where you're receptive and you can like you know kind of supersede old programming um so that you can come to that meditation with me every week it's going to be different there's different techniques explored but it's to try to essentially like clean out some old junk and like put your invest your energy into your future and like what you want and just like cut through negative beliefs and like realize what's possible and shift into that so there's like a whole bunch of 
techniques we use um, to get into that meditation. And the biggest key I want to leave people with um, is that, and Joe Dispenza teaches this too, is elevated emotion. Because if you're feeling an elevated emotion or love in your heart, even if sometimes like it can be good if you're feeling like a little like tender and like a little mm. woundy, but it's like bittersweet. Like that's a powerful, good emotion too. And you just draw everything to you in that feeling state. Like the more you can be feeling really, really deeply, um, these elevated emotions, that's what's so powerful even about Jay's meditation in the Ho'oponopono. Yeah. Um, Check that episode out. Um, That's a whole other podcast episode. But it's like once you conjure up those feeling states in your heart, like literally like crazy stuff happens, like amazing, crazy stuff just starts happening. So whatever, there's a zillion techniques that can help you get there. But um, to feel into what feels right for you. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, you can try, uh, you know, we do this thing, what ifing all the time, which leads us down like the super negative, like what if... What if, would be a good like example, what if I don't feel good today and what if I can't do my job and what if they fire me and then what if I become homeless and I die alone on the street? Like it's literally like that intense for people. You don't realize that you do that, but you'll have like this one mundane thought and the next thing you know, you're like dying alone, homeless on the street or like, like people do it with health and stuff all the time. So flip the script on that and do Make a po- positive what ifing. Yeah, what if everything's actually fine? What if uh, this good thing that I want that's been stuck for a long time could actually shift? Yeah. What if there's someone that could help me? What if, like, what if, uh, what if I actually could like miraculously like shift into this new state of being, and I could finally have enough money to pay all my bills, and I could finally meet the love of my life, and everything could? What if this could work? Yeah. You know, um, so go there instead, and uh, we're here to support you. There's like all kinds of different practitioners here that are doing this work, and there's so many different modalities. So and there's Rebecca, and there's and she's, me. She's not uh, giving herself uh, some kudos there, but thank you, Rebecca. Thanks, Christina. It's a pleasure. We'll do part B. Part B. To be continued. To be continued. Later. Thank you. Bye. If you enjoyed this conversation, like it, subscribe, and share it with your friends. If you want some more amazing resources on your path of liberation, head over to liberateyourself.com and sign up for our mailing list. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, at Liberate Hollywood, all one word, or Liberate Emporium, all one word. Until next time, liberate yourself.